0: Sing in his reliance. from all harm in his shelter. shelter. Go ahead and turn over to page 565. I'll go ahead and turn to page 530. See you. Go ahead and turn over to page 380. have a special tonight.
1: Well, after this morning's message, this evening's a whole lot easier, but it's going to be more of a lesson and not so much of a message. Uh, so, if you got your Bibles, go to Isaiah chapter fifty-one this evening, and if you would stand with us, we'll begin reading there in verse one, Isaiah chapter fifty-one, verse one. Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole with the pit which ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places. He will take his wilderness like he will make the wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light. For the people, my righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, my arms shall judge the people, the isles shall wait upon me, and on my arms they shall trust. Father, this evening I thank you, Lord, for the many blessings you give us. I ask you, Father, to help us through the study tonight, dear God. Lord, we pray, help us to magnify thy name and glorify thee. Lord, let us use thy word tonight as only thou would have us to be used, and Father, may we not... Do anything other than that which you'd have us to. And we'll praise you and thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I want to talk to us a little bit about the word follow. And I will say this. We know these scriptures here. We can jump down and we can uh, look at these in Matthew 16 and 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. You and I cannot be a child of God, nor can we be the servant of God or the disciple of God or any part of the relationship that we desire to have with God if we do not follow him. There are many today that do not follow him and yet claim him. And the Bible says that they draw nigh to him with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. I would say this tonight, you and I, you know, we understand this, where our heart is, there's our treasure, that's what the Bible says, so where our heart is, that's where we go, that's what we long for, that's what we look for, if you just think about it, in the old days there, what happened whenever they got gold fever, I mean, they took off, they sold everything, they traveled halfway across the country, or wherever the next gold strike was, they they sold everything they had, and they started panning for gold, looking for riches. They were desiring to have something they did not have, thinking that they would all get rich in a hurry. They could return to where they were. They could buy up and do whatever they wanted to, take their ease, and so to say, eat, drink, and be merry. And most of them were unsuccessful because they were following the wrong thing. They realized, and I would say this, they, they should have realized that their treasure really would have been found in God. Those who follow after the Lord, the Bible tells us, are full. Those who follow after God are comforted. Those who follow after God and trust in Him find that in that there, there's many, uh, I guess you would say this, there's many blessings in it. So He says, hearken. That means pay attention. Listen to what I'm saying. It's not something just to go on, you know, it's like, hey, you want any apple pie? Not all the folks like apple pie. God was telling them, Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness. And if we're going to follow after righteousness, we've got to be willing to follow the word of God. And we've got to be willing to follow God. If you go to Matthew 4, 19, he said this. And he saith unto them, Follow me. Now listen to this. And I will make you fishers of men. You, you want to know that you can lead people to the Lord? You've got to follow him. And by the way, it's like what I said this morning. When we're following God, God can use us. God can bless us. God just does great and wonderful things. We struggle today in the world today because people don't want to follow after God. And they don't want to follow after God because they don't like his commandments and his rules. And by the way, I thought about that just a little bit. And we may not even get down there to it. But the word followers of the Lord is found here. Ten times exactly in your Bible. What does that mean? His commandments are what we're following. His will is what we're following. We're allowing His Spirit to lead us, and we follow Him in that. If you do it all, capitalize the word Lord, you find it nine times. I thought that was interesting. You know, you can't be a follower of the Lord without the Spirit of God. And the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit... Right There's nine characteristics of it. So if you're a follower of the Lord, you follow His commandments. And if you follow the Lord, L-O-R-D, capitalized, the Bible makes no mistakes, it's amazing. You are then filled with the Spirit of God, you have the character of God, and you do the will of God. It's an amazing thing what God can do with people who will follow Him. You Imagine the disciples, those 11 that followed the Lord, And not all of them are talked about in a great example. I mean, we don't hear much about Thomas other than the fact that Thomas doubted, right? We don't hear much about Bartholomew, but we hear about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We hear about Peter. And and as we look at these and we think about these, I mean, these men are going through there. They were followers of the Lord. and, And all of them, though, following the Lord except for Judas. Judas was the one who didn't follow the Lord. He's the one who followed his own heart willing to sell out God for 30 pieces of silver. He was not a follower. He was a kind of a tag-alonger. He was missing what he needed. And so we know tonight, Father, we need to be followers there. But anyways, he said, Hearken unto me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock which you are hewn, and the hole of the pit which you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. I can go back, and I can tell you this, if you go back into the time of history, and like I've said before, I am a descendant of Adam. I'm a descendant of Noah. I know that for a fact because everybody else was dead after that God flooded the earth outside of Noah and his family. And so I am either... I don't know which which leg of Noah I come off of. He had three sons and three daughters. I don't know where I come from there, but I started out at Adam. I continued on because of Noah. And God wants me to hearken unto him and follow him. And he wants you and I, you and I both to do this. If we look on down a little bit further there, look at what he says in John chapter 10. We know these verses of Scripture. They're not new to us, so it's not anything that would be surprising to us. But Jesus talking about his sheep, right? He gets down there and he says this. And and I skipped way down to chapter, uh, to verse 25. John 10, verse 25. Jesus answered and said, I told you and you believe me not the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me. They they follow me. What he did was, was works and they followed him. They witnessed of him. But then he goes on. But you believe me not because you are not of my sheep. I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now just think about this for a second. He talked about his sheep up ahead. They hear his voice, and they know him. And another shepherd they will not follow. So when you get down here a little further, there, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How do I know that I'm one of his sheep if I do not follow him? You got you got to be serious about this and think about it. I, th- I was thinking this morning as I was praying after service after the message and I thought, Lord, help me be so close to you. Help me follow you so close that that I don't have to try to peek around anybody to see you. You know, some folks like to follow from afar off. It's not that they're Following, it's that they're tagging along and they're just trying to see what's going to happen. They're they're just kind of paying attention to what's going on. They don't want to be part of what's happening. They just want to see what's happening. And they they do this a lot of times to try to pick out something wrong and and point out all the wrong things and never look at the right things. It's kind of like your life and my life. If you was to follow me around long enough, you would see me mess up. But if you follow and walk close to me, when that time would come, you would help me if you truly loved me instead of tore me down and told somebody else how bad I was and how I'd messed up. You know, the old saying goes, takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but a moment to destroy it. And the only reason for that is, is because people will kill you faster than they will lift you. But not God. God's been striving all my life and all your life to lift you and I up so that we could follow him. Judas could have followed, but Judas kind of tagged along. Judas never got close enough to the Lord to really realize how much and how valuable and how important he was. You say, Brother Ernie, how could he not? I'm just telling you, Judas's heart was always in the wrong place. It was in the purse, the pouch, the money. He was there to see what he could get, never to see what he could have gotten. You and I need to follow the Lord. And if we follow him, he said it right there, he will make us fishers of men. But in order to follow him, we've got to be willing to deny ourselves to take up his cross and follow him. Not my will, but thine will. I think about this when you think about what Jesus prayed in the garden, Lord, not God, not my will, but thine will, Father not mine will, but thine will, Father, not my will, but thine will. three times, God, it's not me, it's you, whatever you desire, let it be. If it can pass from me, let it pass, but if it can't, I'll do it, not me, but you. Jesus gave us the perfect example of following. He followed that which the Father had called him to. If we're going to be his sheep, we need to follow him. We follow him to the ends of the world. Because he's with us until the end of the world. We listen to his voice. And by the way, the world's got a lot of voice out there. No no, no doubt about this, they'll tell you all kinds of things. They'll get you sidetracked, distracted any way they can. The devil loves to make you follow the wrong crowd. You ever thought about that? People follow crowds. Wonder what's going on down there. I, I, I think about this. If 10 police cars passed by me and they all was running their lights and sirens, I'd want to know what in the world's going on. I might want to follow them. That's that's my theory. I couldn't keep up with them. If they were driving fast, i would be against the law, but I would want to know where they're going. Every time a fire truck in an ambulance goes by our house, we're like, where are they going, you know? We'll stop and we'll say, Lord, sometimes we we'll, I say that, sometimes we stop and say, Lord, protect wherever they're going so that whoever's there, you know, everything is all right. But other times it's just the curiosity. Where are they going? Where are they going? Where are they going? The other night we heard sirens. I said, where are they going? A little while later I got called out and there was a great big fire there in spring that I could smell it all the way to my house. And it was several miles away. I knew where they were going. When I got there, I didn't want to be there. I'm just telling you, sometimes people want to know where people are going, and if you follow the wrong crowd, you'll end up in the wrong place, and you won't want to be there. But if we'll follow Jesus, follow him. And that's my prayer this morning. Lord, let me be so close that I don't have to try to figure out where you're going. I don't have to try to figure out. I want to be able to see you. I want to, It's not that I want to be better than anybody else or I want to be, uh, you know, I feel like I deserve a closer hand. I'm just saying there's enough room behind Jesus for every one of us to follow him and see him clearly if we desire to get that close. We don't have to be a lagger and a tagger. We can be a follower close by. You jump on over a few chapters into chapter 12 and verse 26 if you'll go there. Like I said, i got several of these. I'll try not to tarry too long into them. John chapter 12. Turn too far, excuse me. Verse 23. And Jesus answered, answered them, saying, The hour is come, the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground, and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He's talking about what happens in his death. And by the way, can I say this? The Bible says, whoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. And if we actually find our life in Christ, we bring forth fruit, much fruit, if applicable. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto, eternal, unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Now, now these are words that, that if you read them in the context in which they're written, there's always, and I say this, there's always a qualifier that God does. It's not enough to say, yes, there's a God. Remember, the beginning of knowledge, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom instruction. So the fear of the Lord to you and I is digging down into his word and seeing what he has to say to you and I and how that we should live. But the fool, he doesn't want the word of God. They don't want to listen to what thus saith the will of God, the spirit of God. And by the way, they won't even to profess that there is a true word of God. I, I that one chaps me. It's getting a little more chapping as I go along. But but somebody said to me the other day. I was telling them, you know to look on the King James Pure Bible. And they said, "Well, you know, it, it's got its errors too." And, and and I said this, "How can we say that everything we've got has an error and then turn around and say that the word of God is pure?" It makes no sense. If it's pure, that means there's no error. I mean, think about it for a second. If you have pure gold, it's not 99.9. It's pure. It's 100%. There's no impurity in it if it's pure gold. In heaven, there is pure gold. It's not got no contamination. You, You think about what it is for a second. God does not have any. The little leaven, right? The little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So if it's not 100%, then it's not pure. Jesus was pure righteousness. He was the pure or perfect salvation. And if we follow after him, we, go to go to, we get to go to a place where there's pureness. Down here, I'm not pure, I'm saved. My salvation is based upon my faith and my belief and my trust in him and his precious blood. That's why I want to follow his word. That's why I want to follow the spirit. That's why I want to follow the leadership of God. I, I look at it and I think about I've got to have something pure to hold on to and to follow. Because if not, I'm following an error. Something that has a mistake in it. Who knows where the mistake is? What might be the wrong one? You think about it for a second. So he says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Now where's Jesus today? He's at the right hand of God. He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. He's interceding for you and I. And so what does it say in John 14? Look over there. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know in the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, We know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Think about it for a second. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Think about it for just a second there, church. He's telling them if we're going to be the servant, if we're going to serve him, we will follow him. And where he is, there will the servant be. If any man serve me, he will, that him will my father honor. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be an honoring servant to God. Can you imagine God honoring a servant but yet god will he he said that god what does that mean god's going to throw some roses our way it's not that he's going to exalt us and serve us it's that he's going to pay Pay respect to us. He's going to give us, you know, just as Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I I just think about God, say, well, there he is. That's, That's Ernie down there. He's my beloved servant in whom I'm well pleased. I wished he could say that every hour of every day, but sometimes I'm not the best. I was ready to come down here this morning. I wanted to have church. I didn't want the message. I'm going to be honest with you. It was not my choice to preach the message I preached this morning. I, I would have chose something else, but God made me choose that. And on the way down here, I wanted to keep the right mind so that I had the right attitude, the right spirit, everything about preaching the message. And somebody was bothering me in traffic. And I almost lost my cool and started speeding. I did lose my tongue for a minute, and I said that idiot. I can't, you know. You say, brother, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, you know what? Depends on where you go with it afterwards. We ought not call people names, whether they can hear it or not. But the devil will get inside of your mind. He will start to hinder your spirit. He'll start to starve your relationship with God. If you think about it this way, on the way down, if we're listening to good gospel music and, and we're listening to good gospel preaching, and, and the devil doesn't have very much of an opportunity there. And, and if we're communicating and we're talking about the Bible, we're talking about the day, me and Ned, the devil don't have much to get in there because we're, we're not letting him in our conversation. But, but somebody else gets on your nerve? He sees the opening. He sees the crack. There ain't nobody can see a crack like the devil can see a crack. I'm just telling you, when light begins to seep out, he sees the crack. If you go over to the book of Timothy, chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Excuse me. Verse three: we'll, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he's proud. Church, listen carefully, knowing nothing. If I know nothing save Christ Jesus, I know everything I need to know. But if I'm so proud that I don't know Christ, then I know nothing. And and that's the thing we're looking at today. There's a lot of people who don't know anything, who think they know everything, and they ought to shut up before they get shut up. One of these days, they'll stand before God and realize just how ignorant they truly are. And that's a sad time to be in a place where you figure out, I didn't know it all. But if I know Christ, then I know everything. And not that I am a know-it-all, it's that I know enough to know this. If I follow him, I'll get to the right place. He said he is proud, knowing nothing but dotting about questions. Strife of words, where whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, envy evil submersing, perverse disputing of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such, withdraw thyself. And I want to say this real quickly right here. Let me just say, that just annihilated every TV preacher who tells you if you sow a seed in their ministry, God is going to bless you tenfold. If you give them a thousand, you're going to get ten thousand back. They just blew a hole in their, their thing there. Why? Look at what he says. Supposing that gain is godliness. So if you get 10000 for the 1000 you give me, you've gained godliness. Just like Jesse whatever his name is. I can't think of his last name there. But, but telling people if they believed in God and served God the way he did, they could fly around on a private jet airplane too. Here's the funny thing. He was asking them for more money so he could buy him another one makes no sense. I don't need a jet airplane. I'd love to have a helicopter to fly back and forth from Springdale to here. I I, I mean, I'd do it every Sunday. I'd love it just for the fact that I could do it. But I don't need that. And that don't mean I'm godly. You stop and think about it. Godliness is the ability, in my opinion, to love the Word of God, to read it, to benefit from it, If I never earned another dime but I knew that I had the love of God in my life so that I could show others His love, His mercy, His grace and could lead somebody to Jesus I just gained everything. The only gain that is truly godliness is the gain of salvation and lost souls. But it says godliness without contentment is great gain. Or, excuse me, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Learning how to be where you are with the Lord and that being enough. You ever thought about that? I'm following the Lord and maybe I've got to, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've thought about this lately, my brown shoes, and I thought, boy, people get tired of seeing my brown shoes, but they still wear good, fit good and they look pretty good. I'm content. I'm content with that. I don't have to have another pair of shoes. I'm trying to learn how to be content with my vehicle so that I don't do the thing that I always do when they need new tires go out and trade them. I've got a bad habit of going to the car lot When I start thinking that I've got to have something done to a vehicle. And I'm trying to learn how to be content there and hold on to what I've got. Because this, if I truly believe it is the gift of God that allowed me to get to what I've got, then I ought to hang on to what God gave me. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Boy, put your mind at ease for we brought nothing into this world and is certain we can carry nothing out and having food and raiment let us therewith be content but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and a many foolish and uh, tre- any, into many foolish and hurtful lust which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some covet after they have erred from the faith And are pierced, look at that, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Think about it just for a second there. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickened all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we will love the Lord, he said this, but thou, O man of God, flee. Flee the things that were previously mentioned and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and patience, meekness. And then what? Fight the good fight of faith. You know, we fight a lot of things, it seems like today, but we don't fight the good fight of faith a lot of times. Lay hold on eternal life. I'm satisfied. I'm trying to be even more satisfied so that I don't get distracted by the world and the things of the world. Hebrews 12, 14, just jump down there. Looks at this one here. Follow peace. Well, we can't have peace without Jesus. He gives us perfect peace, a peace which us all understanding, a peace that the world cannot give and a peace in which the things of the world cannot give. You know, there are a lot of folks who are trying to fill the void in their life. I said this not long ago. It will never be filled without Jesus. You cannot fill. There is a spot in your life, and by the way, I'm going to say it this way. There is a huge spot in your life, in my life that we try to fill without God, without Christ, without the Holy Ghost. We try to fill it with other things because we feel void and empty. It cannot be filled without you except Jesus, and when you accept Jesus, that spot increases so that the things of the world start to diminish and no longer are as pilling as what they once were. So the more of God I've got in my life, the less of the world I've got. You know why? There's less room. There's less need. And then, like I said, the word followers of the Lord found ten times I won't read them all tonight, but you can go backwards if you want to. Just think about these for just a second. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14, it says, If you fear the Lord, serve Him, obey His voice, and not rebel against the commandments of the Lord. Now look at that. Then shall both ye and all the kings that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. If you fear the Lord, serve Him. Remember what I said? There's there's qualifiers in the Bible. It shows us who we are and what we really think. And this was one of them. Serving. Obey His voice. Right there's His voice. And rebel not against against the commandments of the Lord. Don't rebel against them. Accept them, follow them, love them. Then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. And I will say this, I will say this clearly tonight. I believe this with all of my heart. If people would truly serve and follow God, we would have a godly president. It would not be acceptable not to have one. But their hearts are not towards God, they're toward the thing of the world, the love of money, the love of things. The pleasure of, I, I, I'll be honest with you, the pleasure of laziness. A lot of folks want the government to give them everything. And if they get everything from them, they don't have to do nothing. Well, we know this, that the, the, the idleness is the devil's playground. Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. Get up and do something. Well, I've retired. We're not talking about you now. We're talking about abled people, those who still need to work, those who are paying your Social Securities and benefits. Who Think about it this way. I ain't got no business sitting down and doing nothing while I can still do something. And as you get old enough and retire, you can still serve God. And if you ain't serving God, you, you might get hungry. It's just that simple. So it's not always about a job as much as it is about a faith, a walk, doing what God would have you to do, doing the best you can. Just one one, one, two two more. We'll, go, we'll jump down to the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God, Look at this, as dear children, walk in love as Christ hath loved us and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God and for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as become of saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Can I say something for just a second here? I will anyways, even though I say that. If we're followers of God, we will be giving thanks because we know that if it wasn't for him, we would be a mess. And we would realize that the blessings that we truly have are the gifts of God. Every good thing comes from heaven. From the Father of lights, in whom there is no darkness. There is no turning. Think about it. Every good gift and perfect gift cometh from above. It does not come from beneath. The devil is beneath. God is above. And if it's a good, perfect gift, it comes from God. But you gotta be a follower. You gotta be a follower, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. I I you know what as a parent, if we ain't careful, sometimes we might get a little get a little uh, joyful in that. Man, I'm, I tell you, I've been telling them for five hours, I'm going to whoop them if they don't stop. They ain't going to stop, now I'm going to get them. God never thinks that way. God God says we're dear children and for, we're dear to him. He He loves us, that's why he chastens, rebukes us. He's always wanting us to stop and pay attention to Him. As dear children, I've said this before, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm praying real hard about this right now. The Bible says, To honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days upon this earth may be long. I am surprised today that I'm alive when I think about that verse of Scripture. Because I know that I've done wrong. I know that I hid stuff and I lied and I did all kinds of things that I shouldn't have done when I was a child and, and when I was a teenager that my parents, when they started finding out what I'd been doing, it shocked them. And, and, and I know this, that even today there's things that I struggle with and, and I have problems with. And I was thinking the other day that when my dad gets back in town after he gets uh, uh, my grandma uh, things there, I need to go and talk to him. I need to get some things straightened out. Not so I can live a long life, but simply knowing this that you've got to have a right relationship. And if you do your part, God does His part. And it's up to them, the other, to figure out to do their part. But I've got to do mine. I want to be a dear child of God, I want to be one who follows Him closely. in the last place is 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Start back verse 1. It says, Paul and Sabanus and Timothy, under the church of of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Remembering without ceasing your, your work of faith and the labor of love and patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God in our fathers. Knowing, beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in words only, but also in power, in the Holy Ghost, in which in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes, and became followers of us. In other words, their example caused the others to be followers of them. But look at what he says. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. Now, why would they say that? Because Paul was a follower of God. And Paul says before, he says, Be you a follower of me, even as I also am a follower of Christ. If we're going to lead, let's make sure we're following the right person to lead other people into the right person. says, You became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy, of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believed in Macedonia and Achaia. Now, I'm just going to say this. The Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And that's exactly what Paul just told the church of Thessalonians that happened to those that believed in God. They become followers of Paul, and they were followers of the Lord, and as such they were examples to those that lived around them. And he said, to all that believed in those two cities. Be an example. Follow the right God. Would you stand this evening? Father, this evening tonight, we're thankful for your love and your mercy. We're thankful, dear God, for your blessings, Lord. Father, as we say it many times, you're so much more faithful to us than we are to you. But Lord, I pray tonight, help, excuse me, help us to be followers. True followers. Followers that desire to follow closely. Lord, not tailgators or taggers, but followers, dear God. Lord, I pray just speak to our hearts tonight and help us, Lord, to lead those who might be following us, lead them ever closer to you. Well, thank you, Father. We'll praise you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. Anything on anybody's heart this evening before we dismiss.